0: Hi, it's Alex here, and this is the Small Business Finance Podcast. Let's dive deep into the journey of small business owners and learn more about entrepreneurial mindset, funding solutions, and the power of now in building a bright, sustainable future. Let's start the conversation rolling. Hi, it's Alex again here from the Small Business Finance Podcast, and today we've got Michael Devlin from More Estate Agents. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Good to be here with you, Alex. Michael, i um, love you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and a little bit
1: about your industry, and uh, why did you get into the industry? Uh, look, around just before 2011, when the floods hit Queensland, I used to have a furniture business where I had a couple of factories and uh, about um, 50 staff and five retail shops. Uh, and after the floods, the business went into liquidation. We lost everything, so pretty much done a smaller version for a little bit. And then I had enough, it just pretty much broke me. So I decided to get into something different. And that's when I decided to get into real estate.
0: So what was the decision to get into real estate itself? Was it something you'd looked into? Or?
1: Uh, look, I've always had a bit of a passion. I've built a few houses and my last business was furniture and, you know, styling homes and stuff. So there was always that sort of passion there. And, you know, I watched a few TV shows, the Million Dollar Guys in New York and stuff, and that <laughs> sort of inspired me a bit. So I just thought, oh, this looks like fun and, you know, which was far from the truth. But anyhow, <laughs> I jumped in and... Give it a crack, and seven years later we're ticking along well.
0: Yeah, and seven years—it's amazing how far you've. I mean, if you go around Jindalee, that's that's the name to see. You see more everywhere, from bus stops to to placards to you know to billboards. And it's something you've you've obviously taken a big, big chance in the industry compared to a lot of businesses have, who have started up. There's been some predominantly a lot of real estates around, but you seem to come out of a short
1: period and really hit it hard. You've taken some big steps. Well, tell us about that. I think the key thing is that. I guess when your back's against the wall, when I started the actual business, so I was in real estate for two years. First year was at um, Place Real Estate, second one was Brisbane Real Estate, then I went out on my own, and when I went out on my own, all I had was $20,000 to my name, that was it. I pretty much drove Uber. and. I got some money from the income of my small business that I sort of sold off. So I got a bit of income coming in from that. Um, But the reality is I was driving Uber pretty much every day of the week. And uh, yeah, started off with 20 grand and a friend actually lent me the, um, the bond, which was about six grand for my office. And so the first listing I got, I had to sell it or else I'd have been pretty much screwed. But when your back's against the wall, that's when you perform the best. And that's what happened. And it just took off from there. That's awesome. And you obviously <laughs> took some, like it is, it's, it's it's, like you said, the key word there was a
0: back against the wall. You've taken some, you know, some big risks. And that's what you see a lot of people are prepared
1: to do is just stick your neck out and, and go, hey, this is what I well, you That's just got to back yourself. I mean, a lot of the places that I work for said I wouldn't last two months because I had no money and no experience really and wasn't really doing big numbers back then. Um, but I guess the difference was I was my own boss and I could do what I wanted to do and do things the way I wanted to do it. And that was a massive advantage to being told what to do and restrictions and stuff. So I guess that helped me um, get things moving. And I guess too, when you tell people your story, they sort of get a bit of a you know, they want to help you out a bit, yeah, absolutely. You know, so I think so the that community me. supports you, yeah. So that was good at the start, and
0: yeah, so it was pretty good. What was the biggest challenge you found when and early on? I know you said obviously there's always a, a you know, a financial factor, but also you know, you, you it was you had nothing to lose. So, what was the biggest challenge you found that oh, you kicked off?
1: Look, I think the key thing was just trying to get my name out there. That was, yeah. um. The key thing, I went to a few um, seminars and coaches and bits and pieces. And look, it was, to be fair, it was a lot of crap. There was a lot of stuff going on in those things. But you only have to get one bit of gold to make a difference. And that's what i done. I found some gold nuggets with what they were. I surfed through everything and yeah. got my nuggets and that's what I used to help me and that
0: was massive. So you took the key, key areas that you were really uh, focused on what you could sort of get out of those particular conversations but you at least still, you went out there and did it it's not like you, you you didn't
1: know the answers you went out and sought it. Oh look then- I guess I, the full thing is you can sit and listen to all this stuff and do your high fives and jump up on your chair but if you go back to the office and sit and have a cup of tea and you know, don't do much, that's so not worth it. You've got to actually put stuff into action. So you got to take action. That's the key thing. A lot of people um, don't want to take action. They, yeah. want it, they want it to come to them, but they don't want to do anything about it. So the people that are successful are the ones that actually go out and do something about it. And there's no point in them out and doing something for a week or two weeks and then stopping because you're not getting results. Consistency. You've got to be, consistency, if yeah. there's one word that made my business successful is consistency is there anyone that you sort of um bounced a lot of your your your
0: feedback from it as you took things into each stage you know you're obviously getting critiqued by a lot of people on social media saying as you said you know people said it wouldn't work it wouldn't it wouldn't happen but it just seemed
1: like you ignored everybody who was it that sort of made a bit of an influence there oh look i think there's a couple of different people at different times you know for different reasons that you you talk to or throw things you know at and from different industries not just real estate you know but i guess too like you know it wasn't like i just decided one day to start doing real estate i've had a i've had business like since i was 30 yeah i'm now 50 so i sort of knew like all you got to do is just work a bit harder they they say work smarter not harder yeah i think you got to do both yeah so
0: you've been over well over you're coming up to your seventh year now yeah um what was the biggest challenge? I mean we've just come through a crazy period with the whole COVID and, and as far as you know real estate concerned, you sort of seem to float right through that as well. What was the you know, what was your secret there?
1: Oh look, I think when we first went into lockdown in Brisbane the fear kicked in of losing everything again. That was my biggest fear. I thought, oh God, here we go. I'm gonna lose my house that I've just bought because I'm not gonna be able to sell houses. And so there's always been that fear in the back of my head, but you just gotta switch that shit off Mm. and just go, do you know what? It's not gonna happen again because you've learned, you've got experience, you know what you're doing. And COVID, which no one knew was gonna happen, was massive for real estate. So in the whole seven years I've been in real estate, this year has been my biggest um, financial year by far, like far. Probably thirty percent more than my best year. Why would you What would you say the, the story behind that was? I just think because there was a shortage of stock, people were spent more money doing up their homes because they couldn't travel. I mean, there's a whole lot of different factors, and plus the fact that we were consistent and also started doing a bit more through social media, which I think made a massive impact on my business. Yeah, Jay, I like yeah. how
0: you said that because there's a lot of people have sort of turned their turned their back with social media because mm-hmm. there's so much you know influence in social media, but you seem to sort of stick yourself out there. What's the what's the secret there? I
1: think you just listen to the, the clients. In my industry, you've got buyers and you've got sellers, and sometimes what works for the buyer doesn't work for the seller and vice versa, but if you can create a platform that works for both of them and it makes them both happy, then it's a win-win situation. So we created a Facebook group, which is called the 474 Pre-Home Buyers and Sellers Group. And basically, the reason why it works so well is because every time people went to open homes in this market, they're already under contract. So the buyers were getting frustrated. (coughs) Excuse me. So I just said to them, if I could create a group where you can see a property before it goes to the big portals, is that something that would interest you? And they went, we love that concept. So we just got all of them to join our group. And then with the um, the sellers, we just said to them, if we could get you a premium price and a settlement date that you want without having to do open homes every week, is that something that would interest you? And they went, totally. And so we just brought them both together. So now when we list the property, we go in, do a video um, and we keep it raw. It's not like professional, it's on my phone. We yeah. go in, do a video, talk about the property, stick it in the group, do a VIP opening a few days later, like on a Saturday, get the buyers through and even if it doesn't sell which nine times out of ten it is but if it doesn't it's great feedback for the sellers for price on what they like and what they don't like so when they decide to go to the market and invest more money in the marketing they know exactly what to do so that's been a gold nugget for me as well as everything else that we do but that's worked really well so you've used you've used the capture of the
0: social media group with the 407 for bringing that group in and like you said there's both buyers and sellers so you've already really pre-established that market and got that you know that community already well in tune with the properties that you have. So it looks like more than likely by the time they, you don't even
1: show them on your window, they've already sold. Yeah, like anything, we had one last week. We put it, um, signed them up on the Monday, done the video on the Wednesday, and it went under contract on Saturday. Unbelievable. Like, and that's through that group. And we got about 30 grand more than what the people thought they were going to get. Unbelievable. But again, it's this market. And I guess... When we were sitting in COVID and lockdown, it was you just sitting watching everything and thinking, "What can I do that's going to help my business? That's different, stick out." So you know, and I seen I was watching something the other day about Steve Jobs, I think it was, and he was saying about it's not about putting all the money into working on technology and stuff; it's about the end result, consumer um, satisfaction. So if you step back there, and you know. Look, look at the end result, what you're trying to achieve, and then work it back. Yeah. I think that's, I don't think a lot of people do that. They're trying to focus on what they need to do now to sell a product or service. Whereas I think you need to think what's the end result you're trying to achieve and then step it back. That's brilliant. So, as far as more real estate guys and yourself, what do you think the next 12 months is going to look like? Oh, look, there's a lot of uncertainty out there with, you know, what's going to happen with um, COVID, and, you know, at the minute we're having a boom in Brisbane. Um, you know, spoke to a few people from the banks, and they sort of think that well, all the mortgages that were on hold through COVID, that they might start enforcing people to mm. sell their properties and whatever. So, again, we don't know if this is true or not, but the, the key thing is whatever the media is going to say is mm. going to affect us. Yeah. You know? So, you know, there's no mortgage stress around this area, but if the media says people are under mortgage stress and properties are going to get flooded, then automatically buyers are going to hold back. Yeah. But, I think it'll be good. There's still no international travel and stuff, so people are and the stock markets, I'm not sure about stock markets, but I think more and more people are investing into property. Yeah. And hence driving the price through the roof.
0: So as far as the listeners that are listening today and a lot of you know, they're not they might not be in real estate, they're obviously small businesses themselves and when you when you look at, you know. You know, small business owners and themselves, they all use the same sort of principles um, to sort of make themselves stick out. What advice would you give listeners that would bring them maximum value?
1: And what, 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 what As
0: right? in, as in businesses, so the way you've run your business, yep. um, overall, particularly looking at what's happening now, what's happening for the future, you, you're always one step ahead and you, you're, a, you're a big, you know, you do
1: take those risks. So, you know, I think, I think at the end of the day, for anybody that's in business at the minute, and if you're just new to business or whatever, one of the biggest mistakes i learned through going through liquidation and losing everything was when things were booming i just thought i was the king and i just spent money like it was going out of fashion whether it was a two million dollar house in fig pocket or a brand new factory all that stuff yeah i didn't think that the the money chain was ever going to stop and when it did it was the biggest, well obviously biggest learning curve of my life because I lost everything. So I guess the reality is while things are booming and we get excited and the banks are letting us money and interest rates are cheap it's not going to be like this forever so just don't put yourself in a position um, I guess I look at it if I didn't have any income for 6 months would my life change? And if you can create savings or a lifestyle that you can go through 6 months without bringing in an income and survive it, then you're pretty much on the right track. You've really answered the next question because basically, you know, compared to the first business you
0: had and the new business today, which you've got, I mean, both of them technically have been successful businesses, but the it wasn't, you know, the first business wasn't a, a result of poor business. It was basically the climate. So, you know, you've, you've really nailed down, you know, what people would be looking at and how what you're doing today is different. Um, Are you preparing yourself for the future?
1: You know. I think I think. Look, the big thing with business, again, if you're new, and even if you've been going a while and it's good or whatever, but it, the biggest, the biggest cancer in business is your ego. Yeah, absolutely. That's your biggest cancer because it's the, you see it all the time with these young guys in real estate driving the BMWs and the suits, but they're living from check to check. Yeah. they've got no money. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I guess the reality is, you know, at the end of the day. Um, they say a successful business is one where you can leave it for a year and come back and still have a business. 100%. I mean, I wouldn't feel confident doing that, but I could actually, I believe I could leave my business now for six months. My lifestyle wouldn't change and I could come back and do what I need Keep to do. Keep going. Yeah. So, what inspires you every day to get up and do what you do? Um, I think from the biggest thing, obviously, I've got kids and stuff, and, you know, I want to be a bit of a role model to them and, you know, let them see you know how life can be if you put in a bit of work and effort um but the reality is i guess personally i feel like i have to prove a point that you know i did lose everything and i want to get back to where i was but you know it's a different journey this time than what it was the last time so you know i guess i want to get out and look at the end of the day the biggest thing i learned from my field marriage and business was i used to be probably i'd say 90% 90% business, f- probably 7% family, and 3% health. So, when I, before I ran my business, I used to do kickboxing and all that sort of stuff and I was pretty fit. Once I got into business, that was my new baby, and I basically spent all my time there. It affected my marriage and family mm. and my health because I was just sitting around in offices and eating crap and going out and fancy dinners and all that. So I think the biggest thing I've learned from that is I call it my 33 rule, where I do 33% work, 33% relationship or family, and 33% health. And I think you'd be more productive having all those things going compared to, you know, you, you don't want to be the richest guy in the graveyard. So. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping yeah. balance,
0: mm. keeping balance. Michael, it's always exciting to, uh, to have a chat with you. And I love watching you uh, over, over these years. It's been crazy, you know, seeing the success that's coming through. And it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. So thanks so much for joining us. And uh, really looking forward to seeing what the future brings. No worries. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, mate. And that's one awesome talk from someone on the ground of business. Are you in for more conversations like these? Join us next time, or better yet, subscribe to Small Business Finance Podcast and send me your questions and ideas and thoughts. Love to hear from you.